Amen. So I'm here with you. I'm excited. It's the beginning of a new beginning. And yes, I'm back with you again. And yes, the theme of this, when is change coming? Well, it depends on you. You are the one that has to do the changing. I do a session um, on teaching parents how to redirect their, their um, children's behavior. Guess what? If I told the parents it was about redirecting their behavior, no one would come. But because you put it on the children, a lot of parents do show up because they do want to learn how to bring change. But it's the change that the parents have to do in order to get their children to have to change. And so today I want to talk to you about something that is very dear to me. It's very dear to a lot of people. It's about patience. And so I want to start off by saying, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I taught on this earlier the, last week, actually, and I thought I needed to recap it and bring it before you. Maybe some of you didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I wanted to recap it and bring it to you again. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, I know a lot of us are not in brick and mortar, but even on the internet, on Facebook, YouTube, wherever it is, wherever two or more are gathered together, there you are, there he is in the midst. You said, well, it's just me and the computer. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is here on earth with you. And so he's right here in the midst. God is in the midst. And the Holy Spirit is going to line up with whatever the Spirit of God says. He's going to line up whatever the Heavenly Father says. Amen. And so today I want to talk to you about patience. Yes, patience. We look at patience as going through trials and tribulations. And yes, we have gone through trials and we have gone through tribulations. Some of us um, harder than others. Every time I talk to someone, um, someone's family member died or their husband died or, or their children have died or they're in the hospital. I know that I've had my share. And in having my share, I realize that it's not about me, but it's about the people of God. Whatever you go through is not necessarily for you, but it's for who you come in contact with to be able to encourage them. I had to encourage a young lady today who lost her sister. And I, I was able to tell from my heart and say, you know, I know. I just lost my husband. But God gave me a different way of looking at it, not losing him, because I'll never lose the memories that will be with me forever. I will never lose the experiences. I will be able to reflect back on them. I will miss, miss his physical body, of course, but I understand that he went from life to life. And when you look at things from a different perspective and not look at it that the glass is half empty, but if you look at it as if it's um, half full, then it will uplift your spirits. And so I want us to look at patience in a different way today, because if we have patience, we'll reap the reward. Uh, this song dropped in my spirit at the time that 
I um, was preparing for this message, when I presented it, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are glad when you get ready to go into the house of the Lord? We just ought to be glad because deliverance comes, restoration comes, God brings healing to our hearts and our minds. You know, he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, I understand that we are in a turbulent time right now because of the pandemic. And so things are going to change. One of the things that I learned when traveling to, to Africa, I learned how to be flexible. Let me tell you, people, that is a key word learn how to be flexible. Things are not always going to be the same. So you have to learn how to be flexible and go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. And so wherever the house of the Lord is, whether it's in your home with just you and the Holy Spirit, amen. What better audience, what better companionship can you have instead of looking i'm here all by myself no you got the holy spirit with you and so you ought to be excited to be in his presence he should be in your presence 24 7. so you ought to be glad when you get on the internet and you hear a message from your pastor your leader or even me amen you ought to be glad and come into the house of the Lord. Wherever two or more are gathered together, there he is in the midst. And, you know, he said he would not dwell in, in tabernacles made by man's hand. We are the tabernacle. He dwells within us. He lives within us. And so we ought to be glad when we go into the house of the Lord. So my assignment today is to add more value to your life. You said, well, uh, well who do you think you are trying to add value to, to my life? Well, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Now, I know that we talk about Noah. We talk about the flood and the reset. It's all about obedience and being patient. So we know that Noah was a patient man. He was building that ark. Oh, my God. He was building an ark. Um, he was expecting something to happen that had never, ever happened before. He was ridiculed. He was talked about. And he continued to do what God told him to do, and that was building the ark. And it, there was a reset on the earth. And there is a reset that's taking place on the earth for the believers who will have patience, who will trust and believe God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you ready for a reset in your life? Well, if you are, you need to have patience. Amen? And so my assignment is to add more value to your life. Now, I know we talk about, I said we talk about Noah and the ark. We talk about the flood. But I want to tell you about a young man. Um, his name was Henry Box Brown. Write that down if you're taking notes. Henry Box Brown. There is a book about this young man um, who shipped himself to freedom. Yes, I said he shipped himself to freedom. He was a slave during the time of slavery back in the 1850s. And Henry Louis Gates Jr., one of our great historians, um, wrote a book about him. And it is a narrative about his life. 
And this young man was almost like the spook who sat by the door. If you haven't heard that one, that's a good one too. I'm pulling this all out. I was a, a literary um, instructor. And let me tell you, um, just like Moses was able to use the intellectual properties that he gained when he went to the school of the Egyptians, he was able to use some of those tools that he had to bring the people to freedom, amen, with the instructions of the Lord. So I'm going to use some of the intellectual properties, some of the things that I've learned while I was teaching literature to bring a message to you, hopefully to encourage you today. Yes, I said encourage you. So um, before I get to Henry Bunce Brown, because I mentioned a spook who sat by the door, he was a young man who sat by a door where a company had a business and he was a, a janitor, he would clean up, but he sat and he listened to the executives in that business and make a long story short, because I don't wanna to get too sidetracked, he was able to turn around and own the business because he regained the information. Some things are taught, some things are caught. And this young man caught this information and he took what he learned and what he learned, he was able to turn around and operate and own this business. But back to Henry Box Brown, because this is a phenomenal story. This is a young man who was a slave back in the 1815s. He said, why are we going back there? Because we can still learn from our past. We can learn from our past, either not to repeat it, or we can learn from our past and go forward with it. We can use some of the tools. And, and what he did as a slave, he watched his master get these crates that would come off of these big ships. And um, they would open them up and then they would take crates and put them back on the ships. And the crates that went on the ships never came back. So he had this intrusive thought. How many of you have ever had an intrusive thought from the Holy Spirit? He'll give you strategic planning on things that you need to do to get out of poverty, get out of the slave mentality, for you to walk as a kingdom um, child, operating in kingdom principles. And so this slave watched his master get all these boxes, and he had this intrusive thought, my God. He had this intrusive thought. I know I repeated that, but this is, this is rich, y'all. And so he decided to get in the box and um, ship himself to freedom. And so we can get in the box and ship ourselves to freedom, my God, from freedom from drugs, freedom from poverty, freedom from a whole lot of things that if we will just take the strategic planning that God um, puts in front of us. Sometimes your deliverance is right in front of you. This is another thing that's coming to me. Download from the Holy Spirit. This young lady had need of finances and she was laying across her bed and she was crying out, God, where am I going to get this money? Where am I going to get this money from? As, as she was laying across her bed, she happened to just look. Mm. I wonder what made her just look. She just looked um, as she was laying on her bed and her dresser. And she noticed that the dresser was chipped. And so she decided to go over there and finish chipping the paint off of the dresser. 
and, and following it down. And she realized she had a treasure right in her midst. And that treasure was that that dresser was an antique dresser. She was able to take it and sell it and be able to get money to be able to pay her debt. So there are treasures right in front of us if we just take the time, learn how to be patient and wait upon the Lord. He will give us the strategic planning that we need to have. So back to Henry Box Brown. So Henry Box Brown shipped himself to freedom. Now here's something that was really powerful. He didn't realize that it said on the other side, uh, place this box upside down. And so this man um, went across the waters. I don't know how long it was, but you know, when you're in a ship, you don't get there like you would if you were on a jet plane you know, in a couple of hours. So it may have been weeks, it may have been months that he was in this crate upside down. My God, was he patient waiting on the promises of God? Yes, he was. He was patient waiting on the promises of God. And so he kept on, he kept on moving and kept on moving and I guess kept on praying you know, back then they didn't have um, the Bible. A lot of them couldn't read. And maybe it did say upside down on this other side, but didn't realize what it was saying and didn't realize that he was going to go across these waters upside down. But he did. And he got through. He went to the other side and he shipped himself to freedom. Now, when he got out up, when they opened up the box, y'all, and some of you, your box today is going to be opened up because there's some things, some strategic planning that's going to be opened up to you. You're going to look at things from a whole nother perspective. You're going to look and see that there are treasures right within your house, just like the woman with the oil. She had treasures within her house. Um, and God and the prophet spoke to her and she did what the prophet told her to do. And the prophet put her in business. She was able to pay her debt and set up for business for a long time. So Henry Box Brown, he shipped himself to freedom. And when they opened up the box, my God, mm, mm, mm. and make sure I get this right. When they opened up the box, he began to cry out and say, my God has heard my prayers. My God has heard my cry. My God has delivered me. And he went on to read, um, to sing a particular scripture. He had a song in his heart that brought him deliverance. Let me tell you, when you pray um, and, and when you reach that point of deliverance, there's a song that comes up in your spirit. You know, or there's a prophetic word that comes up in your spirit. And speaking of prophetic words and a song, I want to invite you to join me for 365 days of prophetic intercessory prayer. This is something that the Lord has laid upon my heart. And I want to encourage you. You don't have to come on every day. But when, as the Spirit of the Lord leads you, because that's the way it should be. We should be led to do it. And so I want to encourage you to come on and read it. And so I want to read to you um, James 1 and 4. It says, let endurance have its perfect work 
had perfect results. So when you are patient and you wait up on the Lord and you don't rush out and hastily do something, it tells you in James 1 and 4, and that's from the Amplified, that endurance or patience will have perfect results and do and through the works that you are doing. So you want patience to have her perfect work in your life. Luke 21 and 19, it says, by your patience or your endurance, it is empowered by the Holy Spirit and you will gain your soul. Let me tell you, you will gain so much in life if you learn how to be patient. Don't run out in front of the Holy Spirit. Don't lie behind the Holy Spirit. Learn how to align yourself with the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. But you must know that you it is empowered by the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit will lead us and he will guide us into all truth. And let me tell you, you will gain your soul. The flesh, the, the your soul and the spirit is in a warfare. But guess what? If you learn how to not necessarily lean into the spirit, but if you learn how to walk in the spirit, see some of us are just leaning in and not walking. We haven't stepped out in the full assurance, knowing and trusting God that he will lead and guide us into all truth, my God. Romans 8 and 25, this is also in the Amplified. It says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait eagerly for it with patience and composure. Woo! Okay, I like that word, composure, composure, with patience and composure. That is so powerful because it's not what you go through, but it's how you go through it will determine the level of your altitude when you are going through something. If you are going through something and you're going through it gradually, guess what? You might as well don't even ask God for anything because it's about our composure. It's the way we go through it and we, you know, we happy and, and we rejoice. I know when my husband went from life to life, of course I cried. Of course, of course I shed some tears. But let me tell you, I rejoiced because he was no longer in pain. I rejoiced because God gave me this, this fine, handsome young man for 33 years to love. And it was an honor to serve him. So whatever you're going through, even through the pandemic, I hear people grudgingly and complain, I can't do this and I can't do that. Be happy and excited about what you can do. Take this time and spend it with the Lord. You say, oh, we've heard this over and over again. Apparently, we need to hear it again because people are still grudgingly talking about what they can't do. They can't go here. They can't do this. They can't do that. Guess what? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Guess what? The mass is not a symbol of taking your freedom. It is a symbol of love for your fellow man. It's a symbol of love for yourself to protect yourself. Take this time. I can't stress it enough. Take this time and spend it with God. Get into his presence. Be patient. Wait up on him. Let endurance have its perfect results in your life. 
my God, that's a good word. Let it have perfect results. How many of you want perfect results in your life? We don't want anything half done but if because we ran out ahead of God, then we're crying, God, deliver me. God, get me out of this situation. Well, if you had just waited on God, if you had just been patient, if you had endured and your composure was sweet. I remember when I when I um, had surgery, I, thank God I had cancer. And I remember when I was waiting to go into the surgery room, my husband and I, we were laughing and joking and rejoicing. Why? Because I know who my God, I knew who my God was. And I knew he was going to deliver me out of it all. See, it depends on what you go through and how you go through will determine the level of your outcome. People were looking at us like, what is wrong with her? We're all here for the same reason. Here they are laughing and joking. That's because I knew I served a God who healeth thee. My God. And you know what? You're going to have surgery all day long. But if you don't let the healing power of God heal you, it will do you um, no effect. My God. So I'm going to read that again. Romans um, 8. I, I'm going to read through. 20 no just romans 8 and 25 says so because we hope our hope is set on what we have yet to be seen we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment so when you wait do it patiently and, and do it until it is fulfilled so when we're asking god for finances you know, do it rejoicingly. Guess what? When you rejoice and you begin to praise God, that is a weapon of your warfare. That's what I said. Yes, it is a weapon of your warfare. And guess what? The enemy will say, look, I've thrown everything I can at this person. And they're, they're still seeing and rejoicing and praising God. Because it confuses the enemy. He doesn't know what's going on. Because you're rejoicing and you're praising God. And he's thrown the kitchen sink at you. You have no food in your cupboard. Your car is broke down. Your husband left. Your wife left. Your children are running rapid. But you're still lifting your hands and you're singing and you're praising God. My God, that's the key to your success learning how to be patient when my husband went from life to life here's something else i became became a greater giver i wanted to give everything i had i want to give everything i have away anyway but i became a greater giver and letting the enemy guess what what has happened because god didn't give him the sickness okay god delivered him from the sickness god healed him of the sickness you know, healing comes in so many different ways because when he went from life to life, he was healed. My God, he was rejoicing. He was with his Abba Father. He was with his daddy. Oh, my God. He, is in, he was in that place where a lot of us want to be, but we don't want to go through the process to get there. My God. But if we rejoice and we praise God, and yes, giving is a part of worship as well. Give your way out of poverty, my God. Yes, you can do that. You said, well, I don't have to give. When I first started giving, 
I, I, I would give gum. I would give pencils. I would give erasers. I figured the church need pencils. The church need erasers. The pastors needed gum. I, I would give whatever I could. I remember um, when I first learned about tithes, I, I, I would send a $2 money order because I didn't have a church at that time. I would send a $2 money order to World Vision to help children. And as and at the time, I would, I would have to go to food bank. This is before I got married. I would have to go to food bank and get food. But when I got into a position that I could become a, a sower, because he said he would give seed to the sower, amen, I started gaining seed in my life because I became a sower. I would take sacks of rice to um, shelters so they could divide it up and give it to other families. And so you can give your way out of poverty. You just have to learn how to be patient and wait upon the Lord. And while you're being patient, I'm telling lift your hands and rejoice. Remember, two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. Confusion cannot be where there's compliance. Can't be. Turmoil cannot be where there's peace. Learn how to say peace, peace, shalom, shalom. And guess what? It destroys the chaos of the enemy. My God. Woo! Glory to your name. I, I want to read this one. And this is from the Passion Translation of the Bible. And this is James 5, 10 through 12. And it says, my brother and sisters, take the prophets as your mentor. They have prophesied in the name of the Lord and it brought them great sacrifice. Guess what? A lot of true prophets have had to go through sacrifices because they prophesy in the name of the Lord. And the enemy don't like it, you know, but I thank God for their strength. I thank God for my strength. I thank God for the strength of the true prophets because they've had to endure for your sake so that you can get the deliverance that you need. We honor them as our heroes because they remain faithful even while enduring great suffering. Let me tell you, don't be so cruel. Don't be so quick to judge the prophets now. There are prophet liars out there, okay? So you, you need to know your word. So when they do come and bring a word, you'll know that you know that it's a word straight from the throne of God. But they have remained faithful and they have endured and they have done the job well. My God, God is so good. Yeah, I started out talking about patience. Patience, patience. Be like Henry Box Brown. This man um, was in this box for months, upside down. He had to endure. And you know, he endured, but he shipped himself to freedom. You know, you want to get out of debt? Here's another little clue. You want to get out of debt? Then don't be trying to eat fried chicken steak every single night. Open up a can of beans, you know, Reserve some of your finances. Stay out. Uh, stop doing the retail therapies. Start saving money. Pay your debts on time. Amen. Pay your bills. Make sure your checking account is correct and you don't have a lot of overdrafts. You've been there. 
So I'm not going to tell you to do something that I have not learned how to do. Don't have those overdraft fee because the amount of overdraft fee you have to pay, guess what? You can pay your electric bill. But it's using wisdom, learning how to be patient, not buying what you want to buy when you think you need it, but you really don't need it at the time. Learn how to trust God. Learn how to be patient. James 1 and 4, and I'm going to close with it. God is so amazing. God is awesome. He is so powerful. You know, James 1 and 4, it says, and let endurance have its perfect result in your life. Let endurance, let patience have its perfect work in your life. God has great reward for all of those who are patient and who will wait up on him my god he was patient he waits up on us all the time he never turns our back he never turns his back on us and we are his great reward those things that we request are our rewards if you just be patient and wait up on the god i want to pray for you if you have a special prayer request inbox me let me know once again i want to invite you to to um, be a part of this 365 day um, prayer. Be patient. Intercede. It's not about us, but it's about those that are in the hospital, families that are going through. See, once we have been restored, it's our responsibility to go and restore others. So let us be a part of God's strategic planning and restoring those that need restoration in their life. Be like Moses. Be like Noah. Be like yourself and learn how to be patient and encourage others. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for your grace and your mercy today. Father, we thank you for the open heaven. We thank you for you are the eternal God. Your mercy endures forever. Father, we thank you for endurance. We thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you. We love you today, oh God. We thank you and we love you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that your son endured the cross for our sake, that we our faces were before him. Our names are written in the palm of his hands. And Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Father, you know all things. And Father, we trust in you. We trust in you. We trust in your word. We trust in your promises, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that we endure. And Father, we hope and waiting eagerly with patience and composure. Father, we thank you that we all have smiles on our face today. Father, that we all sing and rejoice in you and worship you, giving you the worship that's due your holy name. I thank you for being with me today. I will see you next Saturday. Hopefully you'll be on the prayer line with us tomorrow because we're going to go for the whole year interceding and praying for this nation. God bless you. I love you. And God loves you more.